Somewhere men are laughing and somewhere children shout. But there is no joy in Mudville. Mighty Casey has What is up, everybody? It is the Mudville Podcast. Today is Thursday, January 18th, and I'm one of your hosts, Nolan Rabine. I'm your other host, Brody Stab. It has been a few weeks since we brought the people a nice episode, and I guess we maybe should address why. As some of you know, the podcast is based in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, and uh, just a couple weeks ago, I was walking down Eastern Parkway, and I had my headphones on, so I couldn't hear any of the people shouting at me to step away from the oncoming pothole, but I soon found myself plummeting down into a strange crevice and then found myself in the company of some really delightful young men who pointed me in the right direction and then I had a whole adventure trying to get out of the sewer when I finally was able to get back out onto the street, I was abducted by this limousine where a bunch of guys put a bag over my head and they said, listen here, punk, if you don't write Joe Coy's entire Golden Globes monologue in the next 10 minutes, we're going to beat the shit out of you. But I didn't watch the show, so I, I don't know how any of my my jokes went over. I yeah. assume they did well. Well, so luckily for you, uh, nobody watched the show. Oh, that's so, good. So, uh, yeah, nothing to worry about. Okay. Maybe, like, somebody's aunt did. Somebody's aunt. Um, possibly your grandmother, depending on your age. Or the, like, demographic that would watch the Marvels and tweet, like, that's the tea. I'm, like, I'm the, more those convinced kind of that it's people who refer to things like that as the moment. But <laughs> that's, uh, that's a fair point. That's the tea. It's the moment. That's... Mother, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's mothering. Um, well, I don't know. Well, that's been me. What have you been up to? Not much. Mainly tunneling under Crown Heights. Oh, yeah? Um, but aside from that, uh, I built us a website. Oh, uh, shit. So that, I actually, that's what I'm doing on my laptop right now. I just realized that I would forgotten um, that I wanted to do something. Uh, so now it looks like this, even. So Ooh. no one's getting a new update. Oh, baby. Look at that. Looks pretty good, right? Yeah. In the couple weeks since we've last been able to break down the latest happenings around Major League Baseball and the world of cinema, Brody built us a sick-ass website. Website so, is sick-ass shit. Yeah, we good should stuff. probably tell them what it is. It's mudvillepod.com. Very easy to remember if you're a fan of the show. Mudvillepod.com. Mudvillepod.com. It is going to have everything that we have organized by show. Uh, most latest episodes, nine most recent episodes are up on the main page. A little story about how we met. And then uh, all the shows organized by episode going from most recent to oldest. You get the lore, people. You can go and get the lore. Never it before really, heard. Honestly, I don't know if we ever told that 
story i don't i mean did we ever have any, any reason to i don't know but you know what let's not and if go you want get to know it on this the story site. go go find it on the website mudhillpod.com yeah. how's that for a little tease yeah that's sure that, that was a, that was a better sell than i expected yeah. we just kind of pulled that out of yeah. thin air no um, we planned that <laughs> oh yeah no yeah what am i talking about um, no, that was the whole plan the whole time also on the site you find a link to the mudville patreon uh where you can go and support the show yeah. or or just sign up and receive an email anytime we drop an episode, whether it be of the main feed, as you're hearing right now. Yes, sir. Brody and Morgan's SBNY. Stab Brothers New York Sports. Their New York Sports-based show. Uh, or Tony and I's new series, Mudville at the Movies. Oh, yeah. Since the last time we talked, you guys launched that new show. We did indeed. Our first episode um, went up last week. It was our top 10 first, uh, first watches of It's an all-time 20- pilot of a podcast. Absolutely. I, I, I think so, too. I was pretty damn proud of it that, you know, the timing lined up where we could do that right at the end of one year and the start of another. We're going to record our top 10 movies of 2023 this Saturday with our friend Seamus. Perfect. So that's going to be a hell of an episode. If you have not yet listened to the very first episode of Mudville at the Movies, please go do so. We talked about some really special films and a bunch of stuff that you probably haven't heard of because I hadn't even heard of a bunch of Tony's movies. He had not seen some of mine. So we even showed each other some fun stuff. So you can go listen to that and then maybe experience the stuff for yourself as well. Absolutely. And then everybody will be happy and the world will go around. It's true. You can also go listen to the latest episode of SBNY if it tickles your fancy. We made fun of Aaron Rodgers a lot. That and was you a good can one. get all of this at mudvillepod.com. All for free. We're giving you a lot of content for free. How about that? Literally. Like also, we don't make any money from this This is show. how you know that we're really true podcasters. We've spent like 15 minutes just talking about the podcast that the people who are listening to this already care about just a little bit. Where we get the new listeners is when we talk about the other stuff. So maybe we should do that. I think that we can actually justify it because I've been kind of wanting to do like a yearly like recap as it's we true. switch from 2023 to 2024. I feel like we hadn't really gotten a chance to kind of discuss like new content. We've got a new site. We've got a Patreon to put it up on. We've got a it's Twitter all, account. You can together. follow us at at Mudville Pod. I think it makes sense to give everybody all of the information in one spot before we get on to these transactions that have gone down since we last recorded. A lot. The Red Sox traded Chris Sale just five minutes after we finished recording with our Bostonian guests. That was pretty sick. That was crazy. Yeah. That was like a perfect... Uh, Thanks, Boston. Well, perfect timing in that it was extremely frustrating. Yeah, anyway, he was traded straight up for the infield prospect, Vaughn Grissom. Uh, if you remember, Grissom made his debut late in 2022. It was actually in Fenway Park, and he hit a home run over the Green Monster in his very first game. He did go on to struggle a bit, and he certainly did not get too much playing time with that stacked organization. Um, a lot of people were quite surprised when Grissom lost the starting shortstop job to Oswaldo Arcia uh, at the start of 2023, but then Orlando. Or, I'm sorry, Orlando Arcia oh, at the start of 2020. It sounded wrong when I said it. Yeah. But it was. <laughs> it did, I, I heard it, <laughs> yeah, I was like. like 
shit. I was like, yeah. is that his name? Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know. We're Yankees fans. We're used to everybody <laughs> being, being named Oswald. Oswald or Oswald. Yeah. yeah. Um, no other names. That ended up making sense as Orlando Arcia went on to make the All-Star game. And Vaughn Grissom found himself bouncing back and forth between uh, AAA and the bench. So, guy who just desperately needed a change of scenery. Chris Sale, of course, no longer fit on the Red Sox current trajectory. Uh, it seems like they're going to be sort of punting this upcoming season. And uh, so, I feel like that that trade ended up making quite a bit of sense. For for both squads it was definitely a one of the more like what the hell trades yeah. i've seen in quite a while yeah, very out of nowhere yeah um but hey that's uh alex anthopolis's magic in action working for you there did Absolutely. you have any thoughts on that trade i was surprised that they gave up on chris sale more than that uh the braves gave up on vaughn grissom um and not that it doesn't make sense. As you said, it, it does make sense. I, I guess Chris Hill's going to make a lot of money. He has no business on a tanking or tanking adjacent team. Um, so might as well go get something for him. And a very good young piece in Von Grissom is kind of what the Red Sox need. Uh, the only questionable thing with that is they have a lot of middle infielders. So that's kind of interesting. I don't know really what they're going to do with that. I guess he pencils right into second. But um, I mean, I was kind of thinking they could put Grissom at short and yeah, move Trevor Story, Story to, to second because like yeah. his arm is basically shredded that's, and was when they signed point. him. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, do you remember on opening day? I think it was. What's the? Uh, I, you know what? It's the off season. I don't think about him. The Twitter Red Sox guy, Carabas, Carabas. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, Jared Carabas tweeted out that the Red Sox had like three shortstops or something, and they were going to be super dangerous. And then we went to opening day, and Josh Donaldson beat them on a ground ball at the middle. It <laughs> 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 was like really funny. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. The Red Sox are kind of pathetic right now, which is a shame because I I noticed this the other day but i found myself kind of upset that the eagles got destroyed as much as they did just because like that's no fun like i enjoyed it from a sense of like okay yeah like you know comeuppance and um you know restitution or whatever um that was nice but part of me is like i don't i want to see like fight i always like it's it's never fun to not see fight there has to like, be some sort of like you want to see him try and romance fail. or poetry yeah. to the loss yeah like, it can't just be like oh well they got the shit kicked it's, out of them. if they try and fun. fail i feel good about it like mm -hmm. that's way better like the cowboys that was awesome because you know they were trying <laughs> oh. that was that was great <laughs> that felt real good to watch them lose um, but the Eagles losing, I was like, you guys like didn't even try, and that's how this Red Sox ordeal feels. Just because like it's this is like it's sad, and now I say that they're going to win ninety six games probably this year and like reach the ALCS to beat us or something. But like it's just you know, if you look at their lineup, it, it's not even bad. You know, they no, they it's signed not Luke, Lucas Giolito the day after the the sale trade, I believe. Would you like me to read after. you uh, the Fangraphs projected lineup for the Red Sox? Yeah, I think I can probably tell you most of what it is. Um, I mean, Tristan Casas, I think, is a huge breakout candidate Three this year. Hitter. Uh, he's going, yeah, he's going to beat the shit out of the ball. Uh, I think he, he figured a lot out in the second half of, of last year. So did Yoshida. Uh, yeah, I mean, Yoshida is a guy I just don't think has that ceiling. Like, I, I don't he's think. He's 31, too. Yeah, I mean, he's never yeah. going to hit more than, like, 20 home runs, I don't think. Certainly not more than, like, 22. And he's not going to do it with, a, like, a 300 average either or, like, an especially high number of uh 
extra base hits. That was an interesting move too, because like Yoshida going to get a guy like Oshida is a move that you do when you're close to winning i feel like like i don't know why you spend that much money on like a 28 29 year old japanese star when you're not close like that's like that's just a very non red Sox move i feel like that's and it's they an paid odd him choice. too much money too he's that's what i'm saying it doesn't make sense million a year over yeah. the next five years for like a guy like who what's he helping you with like i don't really understand that anyway the lineup is uh jaron duran rafael devers tristan casas trevor story masataki yoshida tyler o'neill Willier Abreu is the projected right fielder, which um, I don't know who that is either. Uh, Vaughn Grissom and Connor Wong behind the dish. One thing that will jump out at you if you don't know Willier Abreu is a lefty. Um, that makes five lefties in that lineup, um, which is very interesting, and three in the top three, which is Jaron Duran, Devers, and Casas. Um, very left-handed. So yeah, I mean, I have to imagine if that they were going against a uh, left-handed pitcher, they might uh, well, you know, I mean, put in you're slide Trevor Story up probably. Probably or, like yeah. Tyler O'Neill. I yeah. think he mashes lefties, and you know Grissom's homer in Fenway. I remember was also off a lefty. So speaking I think, of Tyler O'Neill, we didn't even mention what what was that trade? Do you remember what they got? Um, or what they gave away for him? Not even. It was pr- something very minor. But yeah, they Tyler O'Neill's a great pickup for them. It is. Did you see today yeah. they uh, they hired uh, Kyle Body from uh, Driveline to work with their like pitching staff. So that makes sense. They're about to have yeah. like Brian Bayo is going to win the Cy Young next year, right? Most likely. Um, and Giolito yeah, is true. also going to like come back to top form now. I'm I'm thinking. Yeah. So, so that rotation, by the way, Giolito, Pavetta, Brian Bayo, Tanner Houck, Cutter Crawford is the projected. That's still. Yeah, I only really care oof. about. Yeah. two of those names like yeah Bayo, i think could be a two and giolito could also be a two but yeah. like i don't see anyone else that you know would would be actually competitive um yeah. grissom ultimately fills a need for them right now i think for a while they were kind of counting on nick york to be that like second baseman of the future for them and then he really just kind of hasn't panned out in the minors at all and some people are worried about marcelo meyer as well you know where is he well when he got drafted in 2021 he was getting Corey seager comparisons i've like been hearing his name for so long yeah he's, he's starting to fade away quote just just a little bit yeah. um so Dane Raffaella, that's like I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, but that guy um showed up last year. He's I think he's gonna be interesting this year. Yeah, he's also gonna be in Zidane. the lineup a lot. Um, so like that'll be another right that I mean, I gotta think he's gonna take over like Abreu's role. They've moved a lot of their eggs from the uh York Meyer basket into the Roman Anthony, Sedan, Rafaela, maybe Miguel Blaise eventually. Um, then they were quite lucky to have uh, Kyle Teal fall into their laps in the draft last That's year. Right. Yeah. So he's probably going to be their catcher of the future, seeing as, you know, Connor Wong is pretty replacement level and <laughs> Reese McGuire jacked off in his car. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. He's a car wank. And he's a car jacker. <laughs> Carjack. <laughs> I'll um, probably win like 80 games exactly. Rafael last year in 28 games had a uh, 240 average, 280 on base, 380 slug with two homers. Yeah, and I mean, I, I was going to get on here and probably talk a little bad about the uh, Giolito signing because he's been in decline over the past two years and, you know, 
Yeah, and I I felt you know four eight ERA last year and one hundred and eighty four innings. Um, a guy who you know I I feel like when I'm watching him, he has to have everything working in order to have anything working. Like if his change up and especially the curve are not working and his fastball is not uh, playing up, you know, he's going to get smashed. Like he's not yeah. a guy who has the repertoire to be able to like ad lib if he doesn't have his best stuff. Yeah, so I wasn't feeling too strongly about that signing until they just brought in Kyle Body today. And now I feel like he's going to be incredible. And like, I know that that's super reductive, but, uh, you know, whenever you see a case of a guy who goes to drive line, like they, they figure out exactly what's wrong and he's hitting the ball 10 miles an hour faster the next season or a pitcher shows up and then they unlock everything in his arsenal and like i don't know it's a scary thing you have to worry about with that yeah especially now that it's the red Sox. but like they're also the first franchise to hire um bill james so you know maybe they just want to be on the cutting edge of baseball analytics but uh who knows if it'll work with this staff well if giolito was to get back it looks like that I think it was his 2019 season that he was uh, really uh, had a good year. Yeah, 14 and 9. I know nobody gives a shit about record. 180 innings pitched. Commercial yeah. 2018, Lucas Giolito, worst pitcher in baseball. And then. <laughs> Forgot about that. 2019, that, yeah. he was really good, though. But Came back uh, his fastball was 94.4 on average that season. It's down to. Uh, it was down to 93. And last year in 2022, it was down to 92. Um, so there could be something there. And his ERA is up like a point and a half. So yeah, maybe uh, there's your there's your fix. Start throwing your fastball harder again. Be good to go. <laughs> it's that simple. Hire me. Uh, <laughs> but hire, please, yeah. somebody hire us. Actually, that would be ideal. That'd be fucking sick. If everybody um, wants to give us actual like money to do stuff, like real jobs. That'd be so cool. That'd be sweet. Speaking of weird trades, Robbie Ray sent from Seattle to San Francisco Good for point. Mitch Haniger and Anthony Desclafani. Mitchie goes home. They got Mitch back. When Mitchie comes home. Yeah. Another trade that I was just like, what the <laughs> hell? What's going on make with that? Because yeah. Robbie Ray like missed all of last year with an, an injury after signing with Seattle out of, after his like Cy Young caliber season. He's also like Robbie Ray is not a guy that I necessarily trust. He was going to walk a lot of hitters, and I'm not sure that his stuff is going to remain as dominant as it was at the point of his career where you know he was able to uh, work around stuff like that. But if he's going to be walking hitters without the ability to strike them out as much, um, I think that that contract he signed is going to be an absolute disaster. But for Seattle, I mean, this didn't move any money, like, at all for them. I mean, Hanniger's going to slot back into their, their outfield now. I guess he's going to replace Teoscar Hernandez, who we'll talk about as well. Signed a one-year contract with the Dodgers. And then Desclafani, I think, is a guy who's kind of an interesting pitcher. You know, he's certainly flown under the radar the past few years but he's been a quality arm like he's been uh, a solid three four 
And like maybe that's exactly what Seattle needs right now. I don't, I don't know. It feels like they've moved around so many pieces and have not really changed the outlook of their team so much. Like it felt like, you know, they were uh, barely kind of hanging on to their status as a like playoff contender. Yeah. And then they made four trades and they're just exactly on the same part of the cliff as they were before. Yep. They also um, got Luke Rayleigh. Um, yeah, that was the next one I was going to talk day. about. They yeah. traded uh, Jose Caballero for Luke Rayleigh. It's an interesting trade. I, yeah. I Rayleigh really has never really been. Well, he's 28. He hasn't gotten, or gotten a lot of major league playing time. But what, last year he had a really good offensive season. He had a 130 WRC plus. Um, only hit 250, but Caballero, the, it's it's definitely an upgrade. Um, Caballero was a 228 or 96 WRC plus last year, um, and Luke Rayleigh uh, definitely is maybe slight, but definitely an upgrade. Um, not a great defender, but Caballero, like the kind of guy that you just know that like the Rays are going to somehow oh, like he's get he's going to have Ray one 120. Ever. Like that dude just—he sounds like such a re- Jose Caballero. You can hear Michael K. butchering it already. Like yeah. it's like you it's, can hear it's him perfect coming up at Yankee Stadium, and you're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, and he and like rips a double down the left field line. Yeah, I don't have quite a bit to say about Caballero or Luke Rayleigh, other than I expect the most annoying possible <laughs> result yeah, anytime from, Tampa, from Tampa Bay makes a trade, which in this case would be like this guy starts off hot over the first month of the season and sends Junior Camonero or something to the bench somehow, like, in a way that everyone's like, what the hell are you doing? And then they somehow start out, like, 18-2. and two. They also got a guy and then don't named win a Richie Palacios on the same yep, day. that's the next one. That's the next trade. <laughs> uh, yeah, the... <laughs> The, the TLDR in his scouting report is, as a prospect, we love Palacios' bat and competitiveness, but we're skeptical he hit for enough power to profile at the positions he can actually play. Uh, that sounds to me like the Rays don't care, and they, he's going to end up hitting like 310 for them and just be terrifying. Yeah, and they sent uh, Andrew Kittredge for him, who I guess is going to fill a decent slot in the St. Louis bullpen but like Kittredge maybe a solid like seventh inning guy for St. Louis not a particularly important trade um, by the way Palacios slugged 516 last year great so granted that was in 50 games but or excuse me 30 games that was still, still higher than Stanton still higher than Stanton IKF signed with the Toronto Blue Jays what's next one year eight million dollars <laughs> yeah I don't care um sure why not good for you IKF yeah I I will say um, or was it one? Or was it two fifteen? Two for fifteen. I I don't want to have people forget that we we didn't not like IKF. We were mad what he represented. I'm mad about what he represented. Like the role that they had him in. That's in what I'm saying. Nobody liked the way that they yeah. used him, and nobody liked what he what he represented from a front office philosophy standpoint. Him as a player, he's he was fine. I honestly, I kind of liked him. Um, last year I did. Well, well last fine. year he was like a little fan favorite, like run for a few weeks there. Well, because um, they were like using him as he, he's meant to be used as a like yeah, jackknife, good bench piece guy, who comes yeah. off and he plays he like solid, you solid defense and gets a single where you need yeah. when he's not the starting shortstop for the New York Yankees. Yeah, like exactly. that's a entirely different. Yeah. world of perception my point guy. being with that is he's going to be remembered as a punchline and that's not fair um, I, I agree so yeah I, that's not fair i you know i just want to 
set my record straight on how I feel about IKF personally. <laughs> sure, I mean it, it's also part not of, as a person as a baseball player. I don't know him as a person. Yeah, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's a <laughs> Seems like a lovely nice guy. guy. Yeah, um, you know, part of that also is just being in that Donaldson trade. Like that was right. You know, he's always going to be linked. I mean, those it's two all out players of his control. Yeah. yeah, like those two players are always going to be linked in in the Yankees fans' memory because they yep. were both acquired in the same deal, and then same neither of them Gary, produced. Gio, like those are all guys with a lot of emotions tied around them. Like Gary, Geo, Josh Donaldson, IKF, and nobody cares about Ben Rortfett, but that is a strong emotion <laughs> in and of itself. Like it's all just kind of a shame for everybody involved. Yeah, um, it's yeah. like really just. The, Big like, swing and a miss on everybody. Two part. or three percent of these like international guys who end up going to the Yankees. It's like really you're getting the limelight put on you. Well, and you know how is half it? of the other people can just go have like if if IKF had his 2022 season on like 25 teams in the league, That'd everyone would kind of be like who? Yeah, like 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 they were in uh, 2021 on, right. on Texas when they got no hit by Corey Kluber. Exactly, and, and then nobody gave a shit about him. Cashman was like, I want a third of your lineup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> next year exactly. And then was surprised when they couldn't hit. It's not I, fair to these guys. How that, is it possible you know, that Gio Urshela is the best player in that trade at the end of the day? <laughs> like that's absurd. Really, just yeah, I receive yeah. what you receive? <laughs> question mark. Yeah, it is. What a shame. Um, should we talk about this Dodger Cub trade? Uh, yeah, let's All do right. it. Because I I'm fascinated by Michael Bush. It's um, about time he got freed, dude. Yeah, I I really I'm buying in. I think this dude is going to be amazing. Um, I know he didn't hit last year. It, he didn't get a lot of opportunity. He had 27 games and only hit like 160, I think. Um, but I think this dude's swing, like, I just watched, like, a quick highlight clip of him that popped up on my Twitter, and I was like, oh, man, you forget, because he was a, you know, very highly touted prospect. Um, but he has one of the prettiest lefty swings that I've ever seen. <laughs> like, it is just beautiful. Um, so I feel like that's going to translate quite well uh, in Wrigley. But the thing is, he's, like, a very power-heavy guy, um, which can be... Pardon the pun. Uh, very hit and miss in Wrigley. I feel like <laughs> it's you need really good power to be able to hit for power in Wrigley. So yeah, we'll Michael Bush like is you know I was getting prospect fatigue on him like over a year ago. Oh, he's been around forever. Point. Yeah, I was just kind of like, I think. God, why are people still having to rank Michael Bush? Like, can this guy graduate? He was already? a first round pick in 2019. Yeah, he's 26, I believe. Yes, um, like a year older than Soto. Yes, which is sad to think about. I it mean, is. you know, he spent so long in AAA. Like, you know, he would have had two full seasons. Oh god, basically. yeah. Like, and you know, if if he comes up and then doesn't produce, like, you ultimately have to give him a little bit more leeway after putting him through something like that, because then you got to think about what's the like psychological impact right. of spending two hundred games like at the doorstep. Of actually major league more baseball than and then just like games. Oh, Jesus, and then it, it, you're just like building up all of this. Like I'm so close to finally achieving my dream, and then you get it's up there comes, and you're going to yeah. be a little excited. You're going to be be jumpy and over anxious, and then so like I completely agree with you. You know when uh, the Yankees and Dodgers made their trade earlier the off season where they got uh, Jorbeat Vivas for Trey Sweeney. Oh, I was, was like, fun. yeah. I wanted them to get Michael Bush because I was like, there's no way this guy isn't getting traded. Like, 
you know, he got, he was, I think he was on a lot of the like short, he got the short end of the stick when Mookie Betts moved to second base. Yes. Like they had that opening there for him. I think, you know, he could have stepped into that role and taken it. Same thing with Miguel Vargas, honestly. And just like, they didn't really give Bush a chance and Vargas was super disappointing. And then, you know, they had a surplus of outfield and now they have even more with the Teoscar Hernandez and they've committed to putting bets at full-time second base. So it was just totally time to trade Bush. Um, yeah. Where do you think he's going to slot into Chicago's line? So do you think that, at first? that's the next thing that I wanted to talk about. Cause this Cubs team is now really interesting. In my opinion, I, there's still a couple pieces away from being like in the conversation where you could say, Hey, they could actually do something in the playoffs. Um, but their lineup all of a sudden looks really good. Um, aside from the roster resource leadoff projected man of Mike Talkman, uh, you have Mike Talkman, Nico Horner, Ian Happ, Say Suzuki, Dansby Swanson, Christopher Morell, Michael Bush, Jan Gomes, and Nick Madrigal. Um, so it's that, like not quite there, but it's, it's exactly there's, there's something. Yeah. It's close. It's very close, but it's not. Um, oh, and their bench has. Um, Patrick Wisdom on it, which I, he's like 32 now, but you know, he yeah, still I mean, is going to hit 25 homers. And, you know, he's the he's thing good. with the uh, roster resources, it like automatically loads against right handed pitching. Right. So it's like, right. if they were against a lefty, they would have Talkman out and probably Wisdom in. Exactly. I got to think. Which, by the way, once again, let's play the handedness game. Uh, Mike Talkman is a lefty. Ian Happ is a switch hitter. And uh, Michael Bush is a lefty. Um, they have Mike or Miles Masterboni on the uh, bench. That's that's it for lefties. They also um, still could re-sign Cody so Bellinger. They, like he's still a free agent. If they go get Cody Bellinger <laughs> I think they back, will, to be I, honest, I think they should. Yeah, I agree. Um, because this team is a Cody Bellinger away from being like, holy moly, man! Yeah. This team looks good on paper. You replace Mike um, Talkman with Cody Bellinger. Yeah, seriously, you end up with like five dudes with twenty plus homers last year in uh, Hap, Saya, Dansby, and Christopher. Morell. Michael Bush, I think, is going to be... I mean, look, he's 26. Yeah. He's older so than it's, Christopher it's Morell. Time. He's almost Dansby Swanson's age. I mean, he, like... He's he's Nico Horner's age almost exactly. Like this is it's it's his time. This is he needs to you know let him have some run. I feel like he's going to be a very productive guy for the Cubs this year. And all of a sudden that team looks pretty good. Do you think? Then you shift to the pitching really quick because they just signed Shotai Imanaga, yep. which I wanted to mention. Um, Justin Steele had a great year last year. Tyone is pretty solid. Um, you got Shota, which you know obviously who knows, but you got to feel decent about it. Um, and Kyle Hendricks is you know up there now, but still good. Uh, and then Jordan Wicks, their 24-year-old um, first-rounder from two years ago. So it's uh, – yeah, man. This team all of a sudden feels pretty good. Yeah. I, I'm surprised. I completely agree with you. I was going to bring up Imanaga as well next too because he feels like a guy with a pretty safe floor. Like he's not yeah. a stuff-dominant guy. He's kind of like a Nestor Cortez type almost. Um, so like I, I think that his – production is like pretty safe like you can count on him to do what he's gonna do without like too much variance there like you know you're probably not getting a frontline guy like you were when negotiating with Yamamoto in the same offseason you're also not getting a guy who's gonna go out there and like blow up every other start like he's um he's a pretty safe like high 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 floor pretty high ceiling pitcher um and then, yeah, Justin Steele coming off of career year, 
definitely a bit of a regression candidate, but like also regression is relative and they still going to have a very good season. I think, I think that's fair. Um, I forgot to mention, by the way, uh, Mike Talkman is listed as your uh, defensive lefty leadoff center fielder. Completely forgot that they have Pete Crow Armstrong. Yeah. Um, Pete Crow Armstrong. If you don't know, uh, like one of the best defensive center field prospects like ever. Uh, Yeah. He's 21. He played last year a little bit. Um, Should be the ability to hit for some power. And he's a really good defender. He's really fast. Um, So be afraid of that. (laughs) I mean, talk about Uh, like high floors. Yes. Pete Crow Armstrong has one of the highest floors of any prospect. Uh, He, I think he came up towards the very end of of last year. Like he got just like, he barely got his feet wet, but he should be in in the starting lineup or at least like very close to it by opening day. Uh, So that's going to be a lot of fun. 22nd overall prospect in baseball. Yeah. And then, you know, Jordan Wicks, you briefly mentioned, I think he could kind of be a guy like he's got a very good, slider like another guy i think he's a little bit similar to imanaga in that they're just like pretty high high floor i think wicks has a bit of a lower ceiling than both lefties but they're both like lefties that could could be like three yeah they got a lot of lefties in that rotation now um and then another name we didn't mention uh javier Assad can come up and mop up a lot of innings and he showed quite a bit towards the end of last year and then do they still have um Albert Alzali in the yeah he's closer role yeah he's he's back there okay um, yeah they've got some so yeah, pretty solid pitching option left actually this year fun he's yeah. still very young but yeah Alzali had a great year last year um which that's the thing I you know 22 saves they also had last year's best pitching prospect in all of the minors Kate Horton yeah, he's um, listed right now. I think he's outside of the top 100 in baseball, but he is he's listed on there. He shouldn't you know, be. There's, uh, there's yeah. no way he's outside of the top 100. He's up there. I mean, I know they, they just did the list this year for BA and Bay baseball prospectus. They I don't know where he would where he's on there, but he's, he's got to be placed. We'll, we'll he we'll will be up later. Yeah, um, but yeah, and this just, is a little that, bit. That's of another a, name to to look out for. I think he'll be in the rotation by the end of the year. Kate like, there's yeah. there's no way he's not if he keeps up both his production and like his health and consistency from last year if he does that again i mean he'll be up by like summer if they also do re-sign cody bellinger kevin alcantara could be a trade candidate so keep an eye out for that at the deadline yeah they have like so many outfield prospects they just called up pca like we said they got kevin alcantara in the system they've got uh, alexander canario yeah, they already they, they have say, Suzuki and Ian Happ, who just got locked up. Yes. Um, Saya, so I think, is going to keep taking steps up this year. It's yeah. going to be a good year for the Cubs. Like I, I do, think, I feel like I feel good about that. My yeah. early NL Central prediction is the Cubs win, or I was, I mean, say, Cubs or the Reds. It's going to be between those two teams because Milwaukee's going to fall off very hard. I think. I mean, we're getting into predictions now. That's what I was going to say. It might be a little bit uh, of our yeah. uh, early for our, our preview episode for the National League, but I will say the division looks pretty ripe for the pickings. Yeah, there, that's so. the main thing that I wanted to yeah. hammer home is there is going to be yeah. an opening now that I think the Brewers have had a pretty tenuous grasp on for the past few years, but they've still been in the the playoffs and just gotten bounced like instantly yeah. because they've never had a decent lineup. Uh, and now they're not going to have 
good pitching either because Woodruff is gone and Corbin Burns they don't want to trade but like when when the Orioles finally make the package offer that we all know they're eventually going to like I think that has to be where they go and I think Chicago and uh, Cincinnati are going to be atop those standings there and maybe even Pittsburgh who knows that's very fair yeah um speaking of uh divisions that are ripe for the pick and oh wait um sorry last thing what did you think about the pitcher that the dodgers got back for from oh ferris jackson ferris i don't really know enough about him to have a strong opinion they got ferris and Um, they also got another kid with super high upside uh i hear hope Yes, that's right. That's the name. So, like, yeah. Jackson I mean, Ferris is 20 years old. He was born January 15th, 2004. <laughs> that's fun. Went to IMG Academy. Very interesting. His grades are really good. His prospect reports. I thought you um, meant, like... Yeah, in high school. <laughs> oh, I did just mention that right like, after great, high cool. school. Um, nice. No, 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 no. He has, like, a 45 out of 50 fastball, 45 out of 50 slider, a 50 out of 55 curveball. Good stuff, but his command is terrible. Um, but he's not supposed to be up for a few years. So this guy, we'll see how it plays out. This is the Dodgers just doing Dodger stuff. Just go down, find some kid, turn him into a freaking stud. The Maybe Cubs. The next Gavin Stone. Yeah, I mean, Gavin Stone, like, he was ass last year, but I mean. Gavin Stone is actually, it's interesting you say him because Gavin Stone is a guy that fits the mold of what I was going to say about Jackson Ferris and this new kid, Hope, which is just really anytime that the Dodgers like make a move to like actively pursue somebody, you kind of just automatically like have to circle that name. Like, you know, Bobby Miller, dude, exactly was no one. And then he showed, no, that's not true. That's not true. Bobby Miller was a pretty big pitching prospect, but like, he's drafted in the first round, but you know what I mean? But like, that still speaks to like what the Dodgers are able to do. It's like, if this guy's going to be Bobby Miller was in like Kansas city's system or whatever, he would be getting shelled most likely. Perfect point. The Dodgers are like, everyone's like, oh, their rotation is ridiculous. Their fifth starter projected is Emmett Sheehan. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, I know he's really good. <laughs> but, like, dude, their fifth starter is a guy who, like, he he's 24. I think he's pitched what? How many uh, how many major league starts does he have? You said 24, like, Spencer Strider is and also 24. That's fair enough. But my point more so is that he has 11 major league starts. And, yeah. and like, everyone's like, the Dodgers rotation is going to be ridiculous. Their fifth starter is a, basically a rookie. <laughs> well, uh, Gavin Stone was, was a, a name that I was going to think as like someone who could start to pop off more this year. Like if you yeah, can unlock enough. that change up. Like he's kind of a similar pitcher to uh, Giolito, honestly. Right. But also, Bobby Miller was a rookie last year. Only yeah. had twenty two starts. Like I, it, it was like a young. summer call up. Either. Yes, yeah, it was. I think. So Some whatever. I don't know. They're, they're going to be great. They're the Dodgers. Yeah. Like, I don't know why we're arguing over this. I just, didn't like, think we were arguing. Not arguing, <laughs> debating, or like yeah. just deliberating on. They can. The thing that stop. I just really <laughs> wanted to hammer home is like yeah. the fact that they had this kid on the block for so long, and then the deal that they make Jackson Ferris and Hope. Like you kind of just automatically yeah, have to put like now an on asterisk the list. next. They're to on those the prospect names. to watch list. Like you like, got to think. Yeah. that Jackson Ferris is going to be the next like Dodger pitching prospect 
that is yep. like on the cusp of being the next whatever. Like I feel like that was so many different guys last year, whether it was Stone or Nick Nastrini or like Nick Frasso or River Ryan even had the hype for like two days. It's like what they, great names. I know, right? <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, crazy. They have so many of these guys and like they're gonna unlock it. You just know they are. And it's like hope you have to put him in that like they've got a, a couple of these super young kids that were in the like dsl that they're coming up to like able oh. like uh joshua de paula is a yeah 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 joshua <laughs> de paula is like ridiculous and yo andre vargas also is now coming up and it's like these guys that have like number one prospect potential but if they were again if they were on like the royals or the white Sox right. or whatever it would be like yeah okay you're actually gonna like unlock this and turn them into a stud but with the Dodgers, it's like that they actually are going to. <laughs> it's funny you bring up those teams um, because what are they doing? Uh, and by those teams, I mean the Royals and the White Sox, specifically the Royals. I'm I actually fuck with what the Royals are doing, I, but I'm confused. Like I, 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 I like fun. it. I like it. I just don't. They bought every free agent reliever. <laughs> Wait, which which relievers? They I got they got Will Smith. About, oh, okay. They got Nick Anderson. They got uh, Chris Stratton, which I don't know who he is, but he's some free agent from mm-hmm. the Rangers. Um, and then they got uh, oh, they got Kyle Wright, but that was a while ago. But then they also got Hunter Renfro. So like I, I don't know, and Garrett Hampson. Um, yeah, lot, they, and Michael Waka and Seth Lugo. That's who I was trying to remember. Yeah, um, no, Waka and Seth Lugo were the ones I was going to say that I liked. Because, yes. like, those were both slept on pitchers last year. Like, yeah, Waka's those stuff are, is really those are good value pickups. still. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, obviously, they're going to immediately slot into Casey's rotation. They're like, projected at one and two. <laughs> they're, or, sorry, two and three behind Cole Reagans. But, right, Cole Reagans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, though, and, like their, their pen was just so bad that it's, like, I... I fuck with what they're doing just to be like, we're going to give a couple million to these guys. And like, some of them are going to be good. How many games did they win last year? Because they're like, <laughs> like what? 60. I think like because 50. yeah, because they can't develop pitching for shit. Like they can barely develop hitting. Like they're they pitching dr- last year. Their relievers were ranked 29th in ERA, 27th in whip, 29th in walk through nine, 14th in K through nine, which is fun. But uh, yeah, 26 in hits through nine and 27th in home runs through nine. They also oh, don't know boy. how to, draft their like specialties quote unquote if that's what you want to call them sure. at all because it's like who they picked asa lacy at like one three a couple of years ago and he's nowhere to be found like you draft a pitcher that high and then you can't develop him that is like an unbelievable he's nowhere failure. he's not even he's not in the top 10 prospects that's crazy and then last year like they draft blake mitchell, mitchell at eight yeah. the catcher over kyle teal Right. Who's right there, and it's like you need a replacement. Salvi is already doesn't catch; like he's already yeah. Salvi. I feel like has is already washed. But like MJ yep. Melendez is not solution no. there. Like he's playing the outfield already. Yeah, and like who's the guy whose autograph I pulled? Uh, Freddie for me. Freddie for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like he's okay, but I just like passing on Teal there to take the under slot high school catcher is like. I feel just so representative of what ails that franchise, which is that their like departments don't know how to work off of one another. And it's like, we want to do this. And it's like, okay, but you don't have the personnel or the talent to develop this. So yeah. what's the plan? I bet guys? if Salvi didn't have to catch every day, he'd be good again. 
Uh, no, he he swings at everything. Yeah, but he'd be fine. <laughs> that he, works for some. I mean, he's, he's in Vlad- the, we've got Vladimir Guerrero to the Hall of Fame. Sure, but Salvi <laughs> is in the like perfect position for right now because he's on a team where he's like an automatic fan oh, favorite. He's, just and he's beloved, in the yeah. automatic lineup. He goes to like any other team. He goes over four with four oh, strikeouts. I'm, I'm not saying that he belongs anywhere else. I just mean he could be a valuable player again. Sure. Yeah, he's but, he's pretty yeah. valuable. Yeah. But um, Imanaga to the Cubs. Uh, do you think it means they're out on Cease? Do we think Dylan Cease Ooh. is getting traded? Cease is interesting. Let's look at the White Sox and what they would need, and that would be a lot. Um, the thing with them is I am not convinced that they're not going to get rid of their entire team. Um, and it's very, very up in the air right now because they also – they all right, so here let me just list off some acquisitions that they've made uh, since the end of the season because they're odd. Um, they got Paul DeYoung, they got Nicky Lopez, they got Martin Maldonado, they got Max Stassi, they got Eric Fetty, they got Mike Soroka, they got Chris Flexen, they got Tim Hill, and then some dude named Shane Drohan, who I don't know who that is, but a reliever. But, like, yeah, exactly. But that's, that's a lot of guys... That, I don't give a fuck about any of those players. No, I'm I, sorry, they're all bad. But I, that, But that's what I'm saying. So then you go get all of these dudes who are old... Like, these are all real. Martin Maldonado is 37. Like, this is like, you just acquired a funeral home. And for some reason, you're going to hold on to Dylan Cease, who has the most value of anybody and could get you. I mean, I know that they're asking for a massive package. That's why they didn't get anything for him yet. That's why nobody has made that deal yet. Um, the report like was the that Yankees they were looking at him scared and they off like the Dominguez Yankees and, like, and the yeah. Cubs. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, they wanted Dominguez like and Spencer Jones, which is insane. I know. I think they just fired their GM, so I think they got a new one. They so fired that, like, like everybody. I yeah. know they fired everyone. So President. like this is all like new like stuff. I guess it makes sense why they have no idea what they're doing. Um, and they were just like, we need uh, players. So they're like, all right, you need players. We'll get you players. Uh, do they have to be good? Probably should ask that first. Um, so this is like a brand new roster of old men, and then they have Dylan Cease going to be rotting away for the rest of the year. I bet he gets traded at the trade deadline for a quarter of what they could have gotten in the offseason, um, <laughs> which is going to be just terrible uh, for the White Sox if you want to talk about directionless. Uh, as a franchise, yeah, the White Sox have great. to trade everybody except for L- Luis Robert. Um, Cease, like, then, I man, mean, it's just might, again, you can trade Luis Robert and get a ton for him. Yeah, but like, I don't and think who are you getting that you would want rather. Than it's him. just I yeah. don't think Reinsdorf is going to trade that contract because it's so good for them. That's true. Like, there's he's That's in fucking true. la la land. That's yeah. kind of their problem. Is like, there's nobody to fire the owner, and the owner's the problem. <laughs> That's, That's right. Um. So, like, it's just another one of those, like, I mentioned Corbin Burns earlier. It's like Orioles. It's just the first thing you automatically think of. Like, they have so many guys that you can trade. Like, they've got Heston Kerstad, Joey Ortiz. um, I mean, if they're not going to trade, like, Basayo or whatever, obviously they're not trading Jackson Holiday. You could move Kowser. You could move Kobe Mayo. It's amazing um, how many names, how many recognizable so many prospect yeah. names they have. It truly is. It's incredible. Yeah, and it's like they need a top end starter so badly, and they have for a while. And it's like it, it's getting to the point where it's like, what what are you doing? Why are you not 
making a move for these yeah, guys. Why? So <laughs> Kyle Gibson and Jack Flaherty are both gone, and not. I know we're gonna. We can now shift to the the Orioles if you want, but I thought they should have brought those guys back. Like they both got one year deals for not that much money. Jack Flaherty got one year for fourteen. Kyle Gibson got one year for thirteen. Like. You I'm might as well okay have with them not back bringing in. those guys back. Like, honestly, Jack man. Flaherty is replacement level at this point. Like, I don't think he's going to do really anything in I Detroit. Guess. And like, I don't. But what are you going to do? Like, are they going to go get? Like, you can't go get Blake uh, Snell. Like, that's just not. Why not? Because they won't spend that kind of money. So is they there any won't word that they're Blake in Snell. on Blake Snell. No, yeah, but, but it's yeah, not that they can't get him. It's that they won't get him. Yes. So it's like okay, if they don't have, if they're not going to commit, then. That's they where, and that's Monty. the problem. They should really go get Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, he's they should. He's reliable, and he is probably going to be, I, I don't know, like relatively affordable in this. I like. I know the pitching market's nuts. Who would but, pitch that left field wall? Yeah, that too. He'd love it. Yeah, and he's also like, you know, you want a guy with a little bit of uh, a chip on his shoulder, especially against the Yankees <laughs> in their division. Yep. Um, because... You know, as a Yankee fan speaking, hoping that that's who you're going to be squaring off with for the division for the yeah. next like few years now. And like, I but, don't yeah. expect them to sign a pitcher because like they basically have a blank slate where they're not committed to paying anybody. Like the only guy on their team making double digit millions this year is Anthony Santander, and he's right. making eleven million. Like, right. no one else is even at, like no. Not even. How much is he making? I don't think Mullins is even making ten million this year, but um, like six point three. So it's like if you are going to commit that money, which eventually you have to, like you're they they need to extend Adley, Gunner, and Jackson Holiday. Adley's arbitration was what? Adley does isn't even arbitration. Oh my god, he's not even (laughs) arbitration. It's not until next year. It's ridiculous. So go get Blake Snell. You're not paying anything. They're not paying anybody anything. Oh my god. Like and like like I said though, I don't expect them to get Snell. I'd like them to extend those those three players because you know they can already get team friendly deals. That is so frustrating. Go get pitching. Exactly, and then like the guys who you're not interested in, in extending or that you just don't have room for. At this point, you know, yeah. like we said, Joey Ortiz, Heston Kerstad, you go like those two guys alone could get you Dylan Cease. I really think that. What's the point of tanking for this long if you're just going to let everybody leave? Exactly. I don't understand it. Like, like why you could lock up every single person on this roster and you'd be set what is for a the decade. philosophy? I I don't understand it. Like. I mean, you'd be set for a decade. Yeah. Like really, it's been like the next move up for over a year, and you have to wonder. Like they're really on. sitting you, on their hands here with somebody. all these prospects too, because you have to trade some of these. Exactly. I know they want to keep Jackson Holiday probably more than anybody else that we've talked about, mm-hmm. um, except for maybe Adley. But I mean, imagine what you could get for any like grouping of these. Like Gunner is amazing. You pair up Jackson Holiday and Gunner, like and Adley, just that core is so fun and so good. Mm-hmm. They have like the That's best crazy. young core in the league. Already, the only one even comparable, I think, is the Rangers' upcoming outfield of Langford and Carter. Like, if you want to talk about two That's or three two guys, guys yeah, exactly. Like, and then they have so many you more. Count, like they well, drafted. Seager's not young like that, but yeah, and like, the Braves maybe. But that's the yeah. Mac Horvath now that they drafted last year is like disgustingly good. Like that has to just immediately be a trade candidate for them because it's like he's a third baseman. Oh, is that another long hair white kid? 
I don't think he has long hair. But oh, okay. He, yeah, but it's funny that they it do have funny. so many that all look, yeah. they all look alike. They, they all look exactly the same. Um, um, but yeah. it's like, yeah, no, they just have so many guys. Um, they could be Braves <laughs> AL, and they refuse to do it. Yeah. Like, it's such a shame. They really could. They have the talent to do it. They just don't have the willpower, I guess. Or the financial commitment. Yeah, but, like, the Braves don't even have – they're not paying that much for these guys. That's the whole like, point. Like, you know – you lock them up early, you can do that. Like, can Elias do what Anthopolis can do? I don't know, but no. he can do what he did in Houston if you give him the, the money to do it. So clearly it's not him then. Yeah. Yeah. That's the shame. Um, or that's the shame of the situation, I guess. I'd say so. Um, speaking of teams that should probably figure out what they want to do with all the talent that they have... Um, we should probably touch on the Blue Jays because I feel like they're being weird again and not doing stuff that you'd expect them to do. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't really give a fuck about the Blue Jays. I, well, like, it's just it's worth talking about sucks. the American League East because we, we touched on the Red Sox, we touched on the Rays, we touched on the Orioles, and we always talk about the Yankees. The um, second half of their order is just so boring. It's Yeah, it, they're boring, but that's the thing. This team, how much longer are you going to have these guys – they are so weird. I, we talked about this. I think every time we do anything where we talk about the Blue Jays, we end up just coming back to they're weird and they should be better. <laughs> but they're weird and they should be better. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how this is going to be like year five of this group. And they still have like they they still have George Springer probably leading off and hitting you like a leadoff homer once a month. And that's going to be once like a the, week. The, yeah, once a week, really. Um, and that's going to be like the best thing that you have to feel about or feel good about. You have Vladdy, who's going to be like, you know, running his mouth and underperforming. You have Bo Bichette, who's going to hit like 340, and then that's going to be like, you know, it, like it, no support, I guess. I don't know. Then you end up with like Kevin Biggio in an everyday role now, and like Dalton Varsho is there for some reason. Like, I don't understand what they're going for. Um, it doesn't really make sense to me. And then they brought back Kevin Kiermeyer for a year. Like, I just... Whatever. I don't know. The guy they're that they're stupid. like the the most <laughs> excited about right now in Toronto is Davis Schneider. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, not a great sign. Yeah. Um, I guess you could say Ricky Tiedemann, but even then he's like, I mean, that's a starter that you don't, I feel like they need lineup help. Tiedemann is, is going to be great. I have no doubt. About I'm sure that, he is, but, but like, you, yeah, you're not really worried about the rotation that much. I mean, Manoa is the only problem. Like, that's, yeah, other than that, they're all reliable pitchers. Gossman's an ace. Yeah. Gossman, Cy Young, perennial. Barrios, Bassett, Kikuchi, and Manoa. Now, Kikuchi is, uh, you know, a little bit more hit and miss, but those are all pretty, like, you feel good about those that's three and a, a half out of those yeah. five guys. That's um, a pretty solid rotation. It is a solid rotation. If Manoa is anything like he was two years ago or three years ago, you're golden. Like, yep. And Kikuchi can be your five guy. That's perfect. That's what he does. Tiedemann um, comes in, forget it. Exactly. That's a very good rotation. Their bullpen's decent enough. I like you've, you know, I think Genesis Cabrera is really good. Um, but they're going to have uh, Romano back there still. I just. Whatever. Chad Green is there. He'll be back. He was hurt, I think, at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Um, that's kind of fun. But, yeah, this is, I don't know. Oh, Tim Mays had a really good year last year. I just, I'm surprised that they haven't gone after, like, I don't know, another outfielder or something. Like, or just, like, I don't know. But it's more hitting. They got IKF. That's it. Doesn't make sense to me. Mid. Just all mid. It's very mid. And they're, I think they can. They could probably come in fourth in this division. Yeah, I think they will. They will. I agree. 
I I don't know. Eh. Any other thoughts? Meh. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, Frankie Montas to the Reds. Yeah, strange. Good signing. Sure. I think I, I like think overpay, but maybe uh, everybody bit. overpaid for everyone. Yeah, I mean he it's rehabbed fine. on the Yankees dime. <laughs> yeah, you hate that. <laughs> yeah, now he just now he goes to the Reds. Good, can great situation. Super young, fun lineup. Uh, very young rotation as well. Got a few young guys in there. Pretty pretty raw. Brandon Williamson. Got to see if you have anything there. Hunter Green was looking great towards the end of last year. Uh, Nick, Nick Lodolo, so I think, it, coming off of, of the injury. Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited about the Reds. And if then they get Frankie Montas to come Noble back Martek and look like himself. like 500 in yeah. like 10, 20, 30 games. I'm or excited for him. Yeah. Like, this is I, that, that team is going to be really fun. They're the Reds, just, yeah, like, we, we could talk about them for a while. I do feel like they're going to be a case of uh, – Burned brightly but short. Does that make sense? I, I can get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they're ever going to win anything, but they. I think they're going to be very entertaining. I think maybe we'll get like a fun playoff appearance or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all those guys are going to leave. They're going to trade some of them. They don't want to pay anybody, and that's going to be that. But it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, totally with you. <laughs> that's uh, similar to the Orioles. Very similar to the Orioles. Very frustrating. Yeah, I feel like the Reds are basically Orioles of the NL, right? They are. They really are. Um, I don't know. Anything else? What do you think? I think that's about it. Should we talk about, like, the... I don't know. Who else did weird stuff? The Padres? uh, They've done some weird things. The thing that I would say about the Padres is that the international free agent signing period opened up recently this week. So you got a bunch of, like, 16, 17-year-olds signing bonus money with these teams that, like, you're... And you're like, maybe I'll hear some of these guys in a couple years. Sure. Well, they also have a 17-year-old that you might see played this year. <laughs> yeah, well, jeez, yeah, Ethan Salas. For yeah. it. Like, but, no, they, they signed him out of the class last year, and, like, right. you know, it was just one of those, like, he was one of the top names in the class, but, like, it was still an international free agent signing, so, like, it certainly wasn't anywhere close to a, like, household name, but then within the first two months of the season, he was, like, a top 10 prospect. So you have to pay attention to these guys when they sign. It's a very important part of the game now and we mentioned the Padres they just got the number one guy in this class as well uh Leo DeVries or DeVries I'm certainly butchering that I don't know maybe maybe DeVries yeah I don't know got that kid super toolsy 17 year old prospects like I mean the fact that it's the same organization that just got solace that got I mean they didn't sign Tatis they traded for him but like they identify the talent there and turned Tatis into one of the best players in the yeah, league. Yeah, what was that trade? Was that Eloy? James Shields for Tatis. That's straight right. up. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Eloy yeah. and Cease were both they got from the Cubs for Jose Quintana. Right. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Really wild stuff. Yeah. But that's been this about has what been we've a very missed. Fun, uh, very fun catch up for I baseball. I feel like There's we're, we're caught up now. Yeah, I know. This has been uh, overall. I think. Um, 
it's easy to say that it's felt like a slow off season, but honestly, a lot's it been going on. It has been slow off season. There's still quite a few guys who have not signed yet. I but mean, the the peripheral moves that have happened leave lots to talk about, which is nice. Um, yep. And yeah, there are still a lot of things that need to happen. Like there's some really big names that still need to sign, namely Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, big pitchers, dominoes that need to fall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's been a while since we really did a good deep dive into baseball. Um, I miss it. <laughs> uh, right? It's for real. We're at that point of the offseason where you're really starting to get hungry for it. Where things are starting to ramp back up. I'm in the midst of starting a new dynasty league with like 20 people. It's going to be sick Very as hell. Yeah. yeah. I have one so last fun. question for you. Yeah. Do you remember that the Philadelphia Phillies exist? No. Who are they? I feel like they have forgotten that the Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies exist because they were really close to doing like anything last year, and they've done absolutely nothing. They were quite close to, to the World Series, yeah. I don't they understand why they've like done it nothing. They've done nothing. Yeah. They've actually done nothing. They re-signed Aaron Nola. That's it. Well, that's kind of – that's a big thing. Yeah, it is. But, yeah. like, you, he was here last year. Yeah. He didn't get there. <laughs> like it's true. <laughs> that means you need more. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't understand. I'm with you. Yeah. Go do something, Phillies. Phillies. And, Figure it out. And Orioles. Go and Orioles. Yeah. Kicking and, the ass. Uh, I want the Yankees to go get Brad Keller. I said that on the other podcast. I just why? Ninety five percent ground ball rate. I'm so no, I don't need Brad Keller. Ninety five percent ground ball rate. If All he doesn't right. throw his fastball, he's gonna be amazing. Book it. Brad Keller. For future Yankee. <laughs> Watch it happen. He's going to be a stud. Stud. I think that'll do it for this week of Putting the Mudville in the podcast. You can check out this episode and every other episode of our podcast on mudvillepod.com. Or at patreon.com slash mudville. Man, we are really turning into a freaking commercial. <laughs> How about that? Everything is a commercial. I know. Anyway. If you can't beat them, join them. Buy our stuff. Yeah. Give us money. I have been one of your hosts, Nolan Rayvine. <laughs> I have been the other one, Brody Staub. Thanks for listening. Give us money. Goodbye. See you next week.